Hello and welcome to Cutting the Ball in the Post-Truth Apocalypse. I'm Ben and as always I'm joined by Mike. Hello. Claire. Hey. And Pete. Hello. Did you forget your own line then, Mike? No, I was waiting for it to light that cigarette. <laughs> I was giving her a moment. She didn't take it. She didn't heed the uh, silence. It's like just a... Mike is just a... Where am I? <coughs> Oh yeah, I'm Mike. <laughs> Today we are going to talk about the global farming protests that are going on that you may or may not have heard about. It has been really hushed up, to be fair. Well, that, that's why in I our chose country. it. Yeah. I was round a friend's house watching a bit of Alex Jones, because he's obsessed. As you do. As you do. Just pop round a friend's house to watch some, some Alex Jones. Well, Info Wars. <laughs> bit of Info Wars, yeah, why not? Well, you, you melt you, your brain, that's why not. You're seeing a different perspective though, aren't you? There's oh there, yeah, there are you've seen the crazy perspective. Yeah, yeah <laughs> sure, and I wanted to delve into that a little bit. This is a bit of a strange one. I know you've uh, put quite a bit of effort into researching this one. Trying. Trying. <laughs> well, it's quite precedent though, isn't it? That it's happening right now, so. It is, it's happening right now, and you know, we need farmers. They're kind of important people in society, aren't they? Yeah. So we like uh, bread, we like crops, we like food. That's it. Even booze. Well, yeah, yeah, hops. Hops and barley. So we'll get into why they're protesting. Why they're protesting. Then we'll talk about Monsanto, Bill Gates, bit of Alex Jones' globalism, because it ties into a bit of globalism. And climate change. And then climate change. And we'll do a bit of a back and forth on climate change facts and reality, or myths and facts, according to... Certainly according to Greenpeace, but they're going to be a bit biased on it, aren't they? Yeah. <laughs> but before we get into all of that, let's thank some new and returning listeners. London Dairy in the United Kingdom, Amsterdam in the Netherlands, love Amsterdam. But the farmers are around there, innit? Yeah, but they're all fucking in the cafes. Like, no, who's growing the hemp? Sioux <laughs> uh. Falls in South Dakota, United States, Bangkok, Thailand. Katowice in Poland, Almaty, Kazakhstan, Toby to Kazakhstan as well, Spring Valley, New York, Suki in Canada, Baraboo in Wisconsin, United States, London, UK, Ruzar in Hungary, Haywood, California, US, Dublin, Ireland, Virginia Beach in Virginia, Tizayuca, I think that is, in Mexico, Bear in, oh, that's DE in the United States. That's just last week. I know, Delaware, I can't it? remember. Delaware. Well done. Bangalore in India, Ashburn, Virginia, and Guadalajara, Spain. And Hyderabad in India. He's told his mate, thank you, Bangalore. Yeah, he's finally told. Yeah, I bet they're on the other side of the country. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, no idea. Well, we are going to talk about India tonight a little bit, so. Yeah. Right, why are these farmers protesting? Because they're bored. Yeah. They have fuck all else better to do. Get there and farm some crops, you lazy bastard. Get on your tracker. Stop whinging. No, I'm kidding. As you, we have to start off with the question, what's actually happening? Yeah. So a wave of agricultural protest has swept Europe and the wider world as a host of issues conspire to pit farmers against national politics. Farmer-led protests in Germany, Italy, Spain and Poland and now Holland and Scotland are talking about it. The Dutch farmers were first to take to the streets to complain about the impact of the new emissions rules. German farmers blockaded roads on the border with the Netherlands and gathered in large numbers to protest near the city of Heerenberg. And Italian farmers also held tractor protests in rural areas and threatened to take the protest to the streets of Rome. Well, you're not going to get many tractors down a Roman street, I can tell you that much. No. <laughs> not going to get many of anything else, though, if you block it, either. <laughs> 
No. Chariot Square, that's what you'll get down there. Polish farmers took over the streets of Warsaw, complaining its cheap imports and the high interests which have destabilised business and threatened their livelihoods. The heat of rising inflation has also reached Spain, where farmers blocked highways in the southern region of Andalusia to protest against high fuel prices and the rising costs of essential products. Andalusia. Andalusia. No one expects it. No. The initial anger from the Dutch farmers, however, arose from fears they would have to downscale or stop their business to meet reduction targets for the nitrous oxide and ammonia emissions produced by their livestock. While the Dutch government has announced large investments in farm housing and technology, they will also have the option to force farmers to sell their land in case enough volunteers for the technology shift are not found. Because while all that stuff comes in, you've still got to have people doing it the old way, haven't you? So the ammonia emissions, that's piss, yeah? I'm guessing. Kind yeah. Of, yeah. It's animal weight. Animal Waste, excrements, yeah. isn't it? Okay. That's your issue. More cows you've got, worse is the environment. Yeah. That's great when you've got simple little villages tucked around, scattered about, and they've all got 20 cows. They've got 20 cows in the village, and you can dust your cattle, eh? Talking thousands ahead of cattle in the farm, aren't you? But these businesses will have been like built on supply and demand. So how can the, the governments go, oh, we want you to, you know, reduce it by 20%? Well, it's technology and things, isn't it? Right, OK. Well, um, in America, apparently, last year, they were being asked and paid, apparently, to burn down crops and things. Biden, apparently, was literally like paying farmers, not directly, but indirectly, through his different government organisations to, yeah, to order farmers to burn down their crops. No paying them to do so. So the farmers weren't actually f losing out monetarily. But the food supply itself... So you think they're trying to cause a food shortage deliberately? It, because this this would, is what theories are. Well, um, why would they do that? Change the control. It, well, it's going to create an uprising. I think, well, I think Ben kind of hit on it then. It's all it's, it's all a control thing, isn't it? They control Because our then they can, they can go rationing and things like yeah. that. You might have to have ration tips like you used to have in the in World War Two and things like that. And it's... I don't well, know why... a reasonable excuse. Like World War Two, there was an excuse for that. If there's a global food shortage, though, they can turn around and say, sorry, we're rationing now. Yeah, and then, you know... We can seizing the food imports and we're going to distribute them. Yeah, but if they're burning crops in the field... They're not doing it, like, in the open. They're not, like, telling everybody do you... they're doing it. It's people... Don't you burn crops even in, telling anybody? Well, no. Even in this country, farmers have been paid to leave fields empty. Yes. In America, yeah. some farmlands are so fucking vast you could burn a field and no fucker would know you've burnt that field because there's nobody lives around within 50 miles of them. And it's things like that, I'm assuming. And then words got out about it. But I don't know. So the moment just, we're in conspiracy, we are in conspiracy theory territory. This is what I'm saying, I don't know. This is just... If you look it up on fucking DuckDuckGo, lots and lots and lots and lots of articles come up about this. So... Is there truth to it? Is it just conspiracy nuts? But if it is, there's a lot of different articles. There's been a lot of time spent. You on probably should have submitted one before we started the pod. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Could have really been telling us about that previously. Well, I, I did mention it, but we were discussing other things. 
Well, I think a big reason for the Dutch to be unhappy is not only because this shift will force 30% of its farms out of business by 2030. Mm. If 30% of your farms going out of business and being bought up by, guess who? The bigger farms and the bigger... Bigger farms, yeah. bigger business, bigger corporations, people like Monsanto or Bill Go- Gates. Government-owned businesses and things like yeah, that, people more than People putting their fingers in the right orifices. Yep. Not all about the apple pie. <laughs> That's it. Further afield in India, there are protests at the non-avail of fertilisers. And reports from local newspapers said farmers across the state were facing short supply for the ongoing paddy crop season, even though the agriculture minister says that there's lots. There's lots, but they're not. There's lots, but they've not been able to get their hands on it. A bit like when we kept having fuel shortages. That's right. There was no real fuel shortage, but no one was been able to get fuel because there was no fuel, but there wasn't a shortage. Fucking weird, confusing. So <laughs> the price of, of fertilizers being kept up by by it yeah. being said that it's scarce. The government's saying there is there's no problem, but they're not getting it. They're making more more issue of the supply and demand. People want it more. Prepare to pay more. Yeah, that's what it's all, it's all about. Now, of course, nowadays, the problem is that every time you get a bunch of people protesting their beliefs, one side, politically or the other, tries to hijack that to push their own agenda. Mm-hmm. And in this case, the right wing have jumped on it, because who do most of the climate deniers, which side politically do they belong to? The far right, right. Oh, right yeah. or alt-right or whatever you want to call them nowadays I lose track of what they are and this is an issue because it allows them to push their beliefs and their theories onto these guys who are grateful for the support and might just be tempted to listen Yeah. so what began as Dutch farmers mobilised across the country in protest of government policies to curb nitrogen emissions has since gained support from nationalists and conspiracists who claim the measure to be part of a wider Great Reset or Great Replacement plot. Great Reset is a radical plan to transform the economy. These words have been thrown around for quite some time now, haven't they? They have. They're interchangeable depending on how, you know, what political side you're on or your belief system, that, isn't that's it? That's it. Now, we're reading you one, I'm going to read you one definition of it, but I'll guarantee you that someone who's the opposite aligned politically to me would be telling you something very different. Yeah. So this is one of the reasons. This is their reason. This is their reason. And the idea is that they're going to reset the global economy instead of traditional capitalism. The world should adopt more socialistic policies such as wealth taxes, additional regulations and massive Green New Deal-like government programmes. See, I'm all for that. Wealth taxes... Fuck yeah. Digital regulation of pollution. Fuck yeah. Green New Deal. Fuck yeah. Prince I'm Charles totally on was board. there. Mm. Fuck no. <laughs> yeah, Prince Charles is pushing this, you bootlicking royalist bastard. But we know from the world leaders, are they going to fucking follow through with this? Because yeah, they're full they're. of shit. They lie to us continuously. Well, and because they're world leaders. They're just saying things you want to hear. Yeah, they've got different motivations, haven't they? Well, this is going to be taking money out of their pockets for yeah. temporarily while everything sorts itself out, doesn't it? Yeah. Well, not temporarily. Hopefully going forward, more socialistic policies. But the problem is, is that who is in charge now? Well, are they going to vote for this? Are they going no, to... they're not. That's the thing. They're not going to do it, are they? No. We've seen it. We've seen how corrupt our governments are. Taking money from the fossil fuel industries and big agriculture, big pharma. 
Yeah. And they do their bidding. Big wood. Big wood. You said big wood. <laughs> so while I agree with everything they say, I just don't believe they're going to go through with it. I think so they just panned into us. Li- yeah, lip service. What Greta says, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. It's all talk. Like it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so so it's they say. in the room there, Pete. I know, fucking hell. Quote, Klaus Klaus Schwab. Schwab. Every country from the United States to China must participate in every industry from oil and gas to tech must be transformed. Klaus Schwab is the founder and economic chairman of the World Economic Forum. Executive chairman, I do apologise. In short, he says we need a great reset of capitalism and that all aspects of our societies and economy must be revamped from education to social contracts and working conditions. Sounds good. Joining Schwab at the World Economic Forum event was Prince Charles. Either way, that's what they seem to want. But the problem is, is that they're just one group going against massive corporations who are making far too much money to even consider getting taxed on their wealth and therefore asking the politicians who they own or through money and positions on their board to go and discuss that in Parliament. They're just going to pay them not to, aren't they? Yeah. Well, we can see it now. It's what we want. Majority of people want wealth taxes. Majority of people want all these things and they're not happening. Yeah. You've got to ask yourself why. The system we've got, it's got a yeah. two-party system and none of them listen. And Yeah, but the problem is the party at the top that have the power, they're comfortable so they don't give a fuck. Exactly. That's it, none of this affects them. Yeah, so that's why they don't give a shit. The best it's example of that is I'll, I'll give you his Rhys Mark in the Brexit debate in Parliament when he was just having a bit of a nap. Yeah. And so, well, hang on, this is people's livelihoods at stake, Ian, and you're just having a... The political class has never been so far removed from the people they're supposed no. to represent, has it? Their main job is to facilitate us getting poorer and... Well, it's working. Yeah, it's working. I'm earning more money now than I've earned in a long time, yet I'm no better off whatsoever. Of course not. Have you had a ten percent pay rise? Anyone had a ten percent pay rise this year to no. match inflation? Yeah, you That's have. Kind of, but I was at shit wage before. You changed that. jobs a bit different. Jobs yeah, yeah, but I was at a shit wage before. Yeah, it's not a pay rise. No, it's no, just going to a better job. I did have a pay rise from ten pound to eleven pound. That's not ten percent, is it? Well, it is. is yeah. It? Exactly. Yeah, it's yeah. So I did is get. Is that what it works out at a quid? But like I said, because of the way the cost has gone up, I'm no better off. Yeah. So it's mm. shit. <laughs> Most people are worse off, a lot worse yeah, off. Yeah, yeah. You're very lucky. I'm to get lo- that. I am lucky in that yeah. sense. At Extremely the moment, lucky. But I'm not hearing about anybody else getting 10% pay rises. Nah. No. And those that are on benefits, they're going to be, you know, it's been pretty stagnant. Mm. I only got that because of the promotion. Yeah. I only got that because of promotion. So yeah, if I hadn't had go. a promotion. I wouldn't have had that pay rise. There you go. That's different, isn't it? I know, but you know what I mean? That's what I'm saying, though. I've had that, but yet I am still Mm. on the line. I'm not well off. I can't spend... The only thing we've got to fight on our behalf are the trade unions. And they've been weakened Which are dying, yeah. They're not like they were. No. They're not like they were back in day. That was on purpose. That's what Thatcher on was. They've put in bills and things, passed bills to... Cripple the trade union. Yeah, but, uh, that's the Great Reset. Of course, the Great Replacement is, for some reason, the white supremacists, for some reason, think that there's a plot to replace white people. 
even though everyone in charge is white. With what? Green? Any other ethnicity that they don't like. It's going to be replaced by little green men. Maybe. Even though everyone who's in charge is an old white man, they seem to think that we're being replaced. Ridiculous. Interesting. It's an interesting theory. Oh, we're going to all be, you know, if we just keep intermixing, we'll all be chocolate. That's it. White, you know, whitey chocolate in the end. <laughs> Uh, Alex Jones goes on about globalism a lot. Yeah. The globalists. The globalists. They're coming for your children. And your guns. <laughs> and the guns. They're coming for your guns. And your liberty. Saint Alex, because he is a part of the patron saints of the show, patron saints of bullshit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He doesn't really have much of a forum anymore, does he? Well, he's been kicked off them all, hasn't he? Yeah. Which I don't agree with. No, free he, speech he's or not. Crazy because, you know, what, <laughs> yeah. How can you say up? how can you say there's such a thing as free speech if that happens? It's not fair, is it? No. I think it's because you know, unless he's doing something illegal. See, if he's slating people and there's no evidence to what he's saying and things like that. Sandy Hook. Technically, oh, you mean SH? Technically, your defamation of character, things like that can be construed as being against the law for... Well, that's why he labels them the globalists. I can't... Yeah. Then there, there is a word for it. You can't get sued. <laughs> <laughs> there is a word for it, yeah. Defamation. Uh, de- there is it's defamation. Slander. Yeah. Slander, Slander that's the word. Yeah. So, Whichever I suppose, words. on that level, there could be reason to be able to boot him off air within mm, if law, he's, but... They're saying it's missing because he spreads misinformation. Yeah. That's their main thing. But then, surely, but then who up says to the what's person, misinformation and who's not? And that's up to the person listening to it to interpret, isn't it? So Look, it's when COVID happened. <laughs> we lost all our rights, didn't we? And that's exactly what Alex Jones was saying, in all fairness. Yeah. The globalists are going to take away your rights. But we don't have the right to protest in this country no. anymore. No. To be fair, he does go and surf around the net and get the stories from other places. Yeah. You know, he just The puts... core of what he says... Is, it's true, it's but, true, but then, then he, he puts a big twist and goes, the globalists. They're already here, the interdimensional shifting yeah. aliens yeah, are already yeah. here and they're inside your house and they're going to eat your kids. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's why he goes up into a flight of fancy, doesn't he? Yeah. The thing I don't get, right, is if he can be kicked off of air for spreading misinformation, how come priests, churches... You know, don't get kicked off yeah. the air for spreading misinformation? Wait, mainstream media... They lie to us about Iraq, saying they had weapons master. That's just yeah. the big example. Yeah, yeah. They lie to us all the fucking yeah, time. Yeah. All they have to do is print a little correction in the bottom of a newspaper. No one ever sees. That's mm. it. They don't get taken down. Mm. It's not right, is it? No. No. Double standards, isn't it? Hundred percent. Free speech, or you don't have free speech. Yeah, that's it. And obviously, people what? really pushed back about COVID and the vaccines, didn't they? Yeah. Mandatory vaccination rights being taken away people really pushed back people tried to push back against it but it's only what Alex has been saying I mean I'm not defending him he's you know nine times out of ten he's spouting out of bullshit but when my rights are being taken away I'm I'm like well hang on there there are some things that he is going on about like like Mike Mm. said that are right and um, every good conspiracy theory mm. has a nugget of truth in it somewhere there's a great book by Naomi Klein called The Shock Doctrine I don't know if anyone's heard of it no. Basically. Is it about German battlefield tank <laughs> tactics in no. World War Two? No, I haven't read it then. <laughs> no, it's about every time there's a crisis, the state, the governments, look to infringe on our rights. Basically a power grab. Yeah, they use yeah. disasters and things 
as an mm. excuse, like Lock COVID, 9 11, yeah. Yeah. Mm. So it's just a valid exactly. point, he does raise some points. But, and I think we can all agree with Alex James that we hate Bill Gates. Until we do the Bill Gates episode. I'm taking a leaf out of Mike's book and sit on the fence about Bill. No, I'll never sit on the fence. I want to punch him. You don't like Bill Gates, do you guys, Claire? No, I'm not. I'm not, I'm no. not a Bill Gates fan. He, I'm not a huge fan, you know. Just his face seen. makes me want to punch him. That's that. I, I, I'm just. Then beady bit lies. If you just go and oh, he looks a bit shady. I want to. No, put, I like that. I don't like his face. And those aren't real reasons to hate no, somebody. No, he's no, a privileged billionaire. That no, he's above it, everybody. There's else. a lot of reasons I don't like him. He's. The sneaky little fucking worm. Uh, we, we will do but, a, yeah. an in-depth episode on Bill Gates, but as I was looking through this, Bill Gates' name did crop up a few times, especially when relating to farming, and it is quite interesting, because now he's become the largest private farmland owner in the US. Not that, isn't it? Arr. It's strange, Arr. that. Yeah. yeah. kind of goes in, into what I was saying earlier about the making sure people are burning their crops. It could almost be for people mm. government-owned farms and things like that to gain power and they've got it all instead well if they're paying people to burn crops they're paying them the value of the crop with no profit which is probably what they're doing which is probably what they're doing so i suppose that means that the people like bill gates and come in and swoop up their farm for a lower price after a few years of them struggling to get by that's exactly yeah. what is going on but obviously uh Bill Gates and his wife Melinda, his ex-wife now I think, and they got divorced because his name cropped up in the Epstein case, didn't it? Bill mm. Gates, he'd been to the yep. island. Gee, what a surprise. Mm. Mm. Surprised he hasn't got his own island. He probably has. Yeah. With probably hundreds of little children. Living allegedly, <laughs> remember, allegedly. <laughs> I didn't say probably has. <laughs> <laughs> he allegedly probably has. <laughs> The recent reports detailing the extent of Gates' land ownership have prompted criticism from some environmental advocates and farmers who say there seems to be a contradiction between his public environmental advocacy and his personal investment strategy. Of course. Others have speculated the farmland purchase may be a part of the billionaire's overall climate efforts. And Bill Gates, of course, has said there's no connection either way. No connection. What's that other one? Do you know I said that like Alex Jones? Sorry, <laughs> was channeling the spirit. Alex Jones We're possessed me slightly for a second. <laughs> I will be heard. <laughs> well, we brought up Bill Gates with another climate change thing to do with the chemtrails, didn't we? Mm. He was in there as well. He was. So you know, if he's got his fingers in, like you know, farming pies, he's got. You know, every pie, every possible. pie. You can't get away from Bill every Gates' finger. Every pie. He's probably the head of the Illuminati. You'll never escape Bill Gates' finger. <laughs> He's like Jafar out of Aladdin, though, isn't he? He's like. I've never watched Aladdin. The before. ultimate power. He's like trying to grow and grow. He's trying to have everything. He wants to be the most powerful person in the world. The one that has the gold makes the rules. That's, I, I genuinely, that's all <laughs> I think about. This is one of the reasons I hate him, because it's quite clearly obvious. Because he's Jafar from Aladdin. Yeah, basically. He's Jafar. No, he, he's just clearly greedy. Mm. Well, let's get into it. And what's he doing about his farms? Well, the new details on the purchase of land and the discussion surrounding them serve as an important reminder that billionaires can store their massive wealth in all sorts of unexpected places, and there can often be a tension between their personal investments and their more publicised philanthropic work. Philanthropic. Where is he cleaving his wealth? 
everywhere. <laughs> if you think about it, it's also a way to avoid tax, isn't it? Because the less money you have, personally, the less you're going to be taxed. If your money's tied up in land, mm-hmm. yeah. you ain't getting taxed as much, are you? That's it. They all do it. Tax all the, all the big yeah. boys do it. Elon, they don't get a salary from their companies. They get shares. They get stocks and shares. Yeah. They just sell that when they sell those, when they need, or sell enough of them to have a little bit of an income. Yeah. Or just let the company pay for everything. They basically live on expenses from the company. Yeah. An interest in a, you know, your money in the bank and shit. Now, NBC News reported the Gates has acquired more than 269,000 acres of farmland in the United States in the past 10 years. Quite a lot of farmland. It made with the help of the Washington-based firm Cascade Investment and a number of shell companies, which are always iffy, let's face it. Yeah, another way to avoid tax. Yeah. Include farmland in the 20 states that cultivate vegetables, such as carrots, soybeans and potatoes, some of which which end up in uh, Mackey's French fries. Oh, don't fuck with my French fries, you cunt. <laughs> <laughs> He'd be putting tracking chips in his bloody McDonald's French fries next. Then I'll come for him. <laughs> you mess with my Mackey's. <laughs> That's right, he'll be coming for you with his uh, tracking chips. Mm. He doesn't need uh, tra- tracking chips. <laughs> <laughs> hey. He doesn't need a tracking chip. You've got a mobile phone. It's the most effective okay. electronic tag you can ever have. That's what I don't get about these people who are putting a, va- putting a chip in you mm. with a you know, tell where you are, vaccine, you're like, mate, you've got a phone. Yeah. Have you not been to the shop and then you get home a couple of days later and it says, how is it at such and such a shop? You're like, oh, what, the fuck? what? How did you know I was there? Yeah. It knows. <laughs> and these details came after the agricultural outlet, the Land Report, reported in January, the tech billionaire and his wife were the country's top private farmland owners in the country. Yeah, 300 acres is a lot of land for one family or private individual to own. 300 acres. 300,000. Yeah. 300, he said 300. 300. Did I? Yeah. Either way, 300 acres is quite a big bit of land for one little family to own. Yeah. It is still a part, small part of the estimated 911 million acres of farmland. Wow. In the US. Oh my God, 911. <gasps> mm, all ties it. Dun, dun, <laughs> it's all coming together. Dun. Gates is probably one of the, yeah, he's, he's one of the largest farmland owners in the country. Yeah. Bill Gates on a tractor, can you imagine it? No, I yeah. can't. I was trying it. With a bit of straw in his mouth going, Hey there, Melinda. Make, make me a cup of coffee. His <laughs> land ownership has attracted particular attention because the billionaires tried to make a name for himself in climate advocacy. And Gates is currently promoting a book on the subject and has positioned himself and the Gates Foundation as a leader in what the future of agriculture should look like. And now he's writing a book about it all. Yep. Making even more. He buys a few acres and then thinks he's a farmer. What the fuck? He's going to start teaching everyone how to farm efficiently now, isn't he? Uh, But the problem with that is is that he'd have to rent out the farmland, which uh, could lead to practices that hurt the environment. So short-term farmers who rent land are less likely to take long-term conservation steps and non-farmer owners don't really have the experience to understand the importance of protecting natural resources. So it's all just bollocks, it's just because he knows land is one of the most valuable commodities. Yeah. Especially farmland. Yeah. Maybe he's buying farmland to store all of his uh, super robots that he's uh. going to be building <laughs> to take over the world, allegedly. Yeah. 
It's okay <laughs> saying he's buying farmland and he's what, what's he got under the ground? Has he got anything under there? This is what I'm saying. Has he got he, some massive he's, bunker complex? He's building bunkers and building robots to take over the world. Surely he'll be building farmland. Microsoft, Microsoft AI killer machines. Well, if they work anything like his Internet Explorer, we'll beat them easily. <laughs> yeah, they'll, they'll get a virus. Yeah, they'll just stop working. More broadly, Gates and other wealthy buyers of farmland have also been criticised for contributing to the concentration of land ownership because they can usually make higher bids than what local farmers can afford. Fewer people end up owning their own farmland. As University Professor New Mexico Professor Nick Easts wrote for The Guardian, this results in a greater push for monocultures and more intensive industrial farming techniques to generate greater returns while indigenous people and small farmers are more cautious with the use of land. Like living in Brosley, I used to live in a little village, and now, because everybody's brought all the houses in the village, the, the price has gone up, so the people, the kids of the village, can't afford to live where they used to live. And they all have five fingers and a thumb. <laughs> that are usually webbed. Brosley people, that's... Yeah. Well, this is the problem, you see, that great reset we're about, is that a cover just to snap up all the land, take away from Could the small well farmers. Yeah, because one of the, the darker aspects to the Great Reset is that you get your credit score reset, debt cancelled, great, you own a house, you don't own that house anymore. It's all well, been reset. Take away your debt, so you, I don't know about that. you keep your house. There is yeah. a possibility you, you could lose your house or have to buy it uh, back. Well, no, it would pay off your mortgage because that's a debt. Now, if you've already paid your mortgage... I don't know about well, that. No, because you own that, don't you, then? I don't know, because a great reset would be like, it's not just your debts, it's also your assets. You go on about that, I don't know, I haven't seen any evidence of that. Yeah. It's something that you've just... That was my understanding of a darker side of it. Okay, that's a conspiracy. Well, I, well, I, I thought that. you got to keep your house and say, say oh, you, you were in debt to the mortgage by 50 grand, that would be paid off, along with all, like, you know, student loans, credit cards. I'll best get myself on the if property ladder quick, then. What if they come in, what if Bill Gates comes in and buys up that remaining debt? You might end up burning part of your house. Oh, God damn. That's probably his plan. Do you know what you're out there? The issues at play go beyond what pieces of land Bill Gates has bought, and people tend to either look for the salvation story, he's doing this to save the planet, or they look for the opposite, you know, it's just some greedy landowner. I don't think it's a salvation one. He's selling himself as it, but... Really, he's a eugenicist weirdo, and there is ulterior motives. Allegedly eugenicist. Allegedly. Do you really think he just wakes up every morning and goes, Oh, I want to kill everybody? <laughs> he wakes up in the morning, he takes a drink, and he says, Everyone, too evil! I don't know, but his, his old man was proved to be a eugenicist. He was known to be a eugenicist. So it's not highly unlikely that his son does follow similar beliefs. He might not be quite as outspoken about it because he knows he can't mm. be. You know what I mean? So there is grounds to believe it. Who knows? Anybody can write anything on the internet. That's Anybody true. can say anything Never on, have the internet. Said that on the internet. On the internet. I saw it. <laughs> Even on his picture next to it, it must exactly. have been. It was a picture and a meme. It must be true. <laughs> well, Bill Gates is not just buying up land in farmland in America, is he? No, no he's buying it in India too. Yeah. There's been a bit of a tragedy in India, really, as regards farming, because a lot of Indian farmers were um, taught into buying GM crops, gently modified crops, as well. They're going to Monsanto, surely. And they haven't 
worked. A little bit of famine. The Prince Charles, who is a bit of an outspoken thing on this, has said that claimed thousands of Indian farmers are killing themselves after using GM crops. Although he was branded a scaremonger, in fact, as this chilling dispatch reveals, it's even worse than he feared. Shankara, a respected farmer, loving husband and father, had taken his own life less than 24 hours earlier, facing the loss of his land due to debt. He drank a cupful of chemical insecticide. Unable to pay back the equivalent of two years' earnings, he was in despair and could see no way out. Two years' earnings, man. For the seeds? Yeah. Shankara's crop had failed twice. Shankara's crop had failed twice, and of course, you know, famine and pestilence are part of Indian history. They've had famines before there, but it's been bad the last two years. And the death of this respected farmer had been blamed on something far more sinister, genetically modified crops. So I thought, thank you Chester, so I thought like the genetically modified seeds were meant to be, you know, sort of really hardy and easier to grow. Not in this scenario. Oh. Shankar, like millions of others of Indian farmers, have been promised previously unheard of harvests and income if he switched from farming with traditional seeds to planting GM seeds instead. He was beguiled by the promise of future riches and he borrowed money in order to buy the GM seeds. Because GM seeds are a lot more expensive. Come in a shiny packet, I think. That's about it. <laughs> yeah. But when the harvest failed, he was left with spiralling debts and no income. And Shankara became one of an estimated 125,000 farmers to take their own life as a result of the ruthless drive to use India as a testing ground for genetically modified crops. Oh. Poor souls. Yeah, this has been branded the GM genocide by campaigners and was recently highlighted when Prince Charles claimed that the issue of GM had become more a global moral question. See what he did there using the GM? Yeah. And the time had come to end its unstoppable march. Nice you hell march and the uh, red alert game kicked in. But yet, yeah, no coverage of this on mainstream media. No? No. No, this was in 2008, this article. I know, but it's still been going on. Yeah. Their farmers are still protesting, oh, aren't they? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Obviously, digging into this, we found these articles, so yeah, it's just... <sighs> it's, going on. it's been going on quite some yeah, time. Yeah, it's been going it? on a long time. Yeah. It's tragic, and Monsanto and their push for these GM seeds, they're a bit iffy themselves, aren't they? Mm. Obviously. Yep. Let's talk about them. And their connection with aforementioned William Gates. Well, the price of them is, is the first difference. Yeah, bloody hell. £10 for 100 grams of GM seed compared with less than £10 for 1,000 times more traditional seeds. But the GM salesmen and government officials have promised farmers that these are magic seeds. Take Fuck my magic yeah, beans. Uh, <laughs> with better crops that would be free from parasites and insects. Hmm. You, can't, you can't promise that from a seed, I'm sure of it. It's no. certainly the insects thing. Yeah, the insects thing. Far from being magic seeds, GM pest-proof breeds of cotton have been devastated by bollworms, a voracious parasite. Voracious. Voracious. Nor were the farmers told that these seeds require double the amount of water, and this has proved to be a matter of life and oh, death. For fuck's sake. With rains failing for the past two years, many GM crops have simply withered and died, leaving the farmers with crippling debt and no means of paying them off. 
It's even come to the point where the Indian government has said, well, we won't accept stuff grown with traditional seeds, only GM seeds. So you can't even sell it to us. Well, at least I'll have something to eat, though. I'd, I'd still go with the, you know, the normal uh, seeds. And when crops failed in the past, farmers could still save seeds and replant them the following year. Can't do that with GM ones. No, the Terminator seeds. <laughs> Oh my See, God. <laughs> I told you, <laughs> Bill Gates is creating little robots. They don't produce any seeds of their own, so they want to gain monopoly on the food, don't they? Yeah. yeah. Everybody needs the to food, eat. The land. Yeah. Yeah. He's starting water, with microscopic robots, and they're just going to grow. <laughs> so basically, if you think of it, let's see, the global warming, the amount of land, and global warming and our population increase. Yeah will eventually make sure that we have to start using farmland to live on and have stuff on, won't it? We always have to start doing that. Yeah, the more people there is, the less space you've got. Now, so farmland's going to be used to, for people to live on. Well, yeah, it's going to be a premium. But if you own so farmland, it's going to be a massive premium. Mm. If global population trends continue to rise, you're going to need farmland. So they just get here on the ground floor now. So it boils down expect to. expect it to level out a little bit, population. Because, of, well, and we've got sperm counts going down, haven't we, across the world. Yeah, but still, there's, there's your conspiracy. Mm. So it's not like it's supposed to be going down around, especially in the Western world, because it's all the crap we get exposed to, isn't it? Yeah. You know, some dude in Africa, <laughs> and it's living it's quite a simple life, so we've got a fantastic sperm count. Who's to say it's not a because of some of these GM seeds. Uh, well, that's another thing, isn't it? They're not producing seeds, so we're eating it, and the, you know, the males aren't producing their seeds. Tragic. <laughs> hmm. I don't know if I mentioned earlier, but we've got other windows open tonight, listeners, so you're going to have a little bit of background noise, but it's like, it's been hot today, hasn't it? And it's going to get out absolutely And it's going to be stupidly hot over the next yeah. few days. I might actually so just set on fire on, on Monday or Tuesday. Hmm. We're having unprecedented heat waves, aren't we? Yeah, well, which you could put down to climate change. Change that, innit? I'm having an unprecedented amount of kids come round to my house because I've got like a 12 foot pool. Uh, <laughs> Thank God you added, because I've got a pool. I stand at my door with ice creams. <laughs> I've Children! Been, I've also been recently employed by the BBC. <laughs> <laughs> my surname is Savile. My kid's friend's mum's are just like, go around the ladies with the pools, I think she's got a huge pool. You need a Martin Prince, like in The Simpsons, <laughs> to build a bigger, better pool. Yeah. You do, you need a, you need a pool rival. <laughs> what did he say, he was a queen of summer? <laughs> <laughs> that was um, a good Bob. episode, that was. Yeah. Yeah, Bard's getting weird and isolated. <laughs> He's just sat there watching <laughs> at the mill pool on the cast. <laughs> right, Masanto. In 2014, there was a massive, massive worldwide demonstration against Monsanto. 436 cities in 52 countries. That's a big fucking protest. Mm. The message was clear. Smash Monsanto. With thousands marching from coast to coast, Canada to Argentina, and around the world, the day of protest has emerged one of the largest global events However, more than small hopes of mandatory labelling of genetically modified products, smashing Rosanto entails a larger transformation of the modern relationship between people and food. Hello, Chester. <laughs> you just wanted to be on the pod, didn't you? Yeah. I have to keep that in. The show cat. Mm -hmm. He lives here. He's got more right to be here than us. 
So it's not only GM products or the continuing economy of globalization that Monsanto represents. Thanks to major seed companies and agricultural conglomerates like Monsanto and Cargill, the very definition of farmer has changed throughout the world. For a person or group of people in a given community who specialise in producing food, to a corporate landowning entity comprised more of machines, technological assemblages and inputs than of people who work the land. Thus, the target of protest is not only GMs, although they are a central aspect, but also the supply chain of multinational corporations that transforms food into commodity that many throughout the world cannot afford. Of course, more expensive seeds, therefore you've got to put your prices up for your food. Yeah. Costs mm. more. And then, therefore, making more poverty, more people probably committing suicide. Yeah. Ugh. And we're not getting any more food out of it. Yeah. You know, it's like we're getting less food out of it. This is a really, really, really grim topic. Yeah, it is, isn't it? Mm. It goes dark, doesn't it? I hope we do something fun as soon as we finish this. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, I may have to just... Drink some insecticide. Find, find a razor blade. Mike, do you shave clean? You, the electric razor, mate, oh, if damn. I do shave. Yeah, you going to mow with a massive beard. <laughs> well, you've just saved my life, at least. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Mike's nearly a wizard level now. Mm. Not Master Jedi level yet, though. <laughs> the world's nearly. a dark no. place. <laughs> isn't it? The world's a dark place, especially for these farmers. It's becoming darker, isn't it? Yeah. Well, that's it, and the thing is that they're the guys that feed us all. We should be nice to them, shouldn't we? We should yeah. be trying to look after them, shouldn't we? Yep. Yeah. Making sure their farms don't fail because, hey, kind of need them crops, need them animals. And even trying to drive them out of business through saying your, your, your carbon's going to be cut down, so what then? Are we going to have eventually genetically modified meat? Well, they're, 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 on, they're already doing that, trying that, that now, aren't they? Putting protein strands together to make fake meat. Well, they yeah. have made meat in a fucking lab, haven't they? Smeat. Smeat, yeah, we covered it, didn't we, on a, what's it called, a weird news at some point? I'm we? not eating anything called smeat. Synthetic meat. I'll give it a go. <laughs> Claire would Claire would clearly eat a scabby rat if it was offered to her on the plate, to be fair. A scabby rat, I'd have to be like, you know, I've had no meat for quite some time. <laughs> By quite some time, she means six hours. <laughs> <laughs> well, that'll be the future, Claire. If Monsanto gets its way. <laughs> the crops will fail, you have to eat scabby rats. Scabby rats? They're not even grain-fed. Because <laughs> <laughs> they eat the GM seed, they just end up with cancer, which then gives it to you after so many scabby rats. Oh. So it's just a never-ending cycle of shitness. Or it turns you into, like, a, a rat zombie. Whatever, <laughs> 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 man. It starts well, it's genetically modified when it starts affecting our DNA, turning us into a big tribe of rat people, and they have to go and live underground. That's what I mean. It turns into, like, rat zombies. You know, like the cross between rats and Morlocks. <laughs> Living underground in a series of tunnels. Ratlocks. More rats. More rats. Ratlocks. Ratlocks. I like that. Ratlocks. Why are you going to live it underground? Because it's getting too hot outside because global warming. I think, I think yeah. I've just created myself a new novel. The Ratlocks. <laughs> Copyright me. <laughs> yeah, I'll mention you in it. <laughs> this turd gave me the name. <laughs> I want at least eighty percent of all marketing <laughs> of the first three copies. Yeah, deal. No, no. no. 
So Monsanto and these corporations are just bastards, aren't they? Mm. But which corporation isn't a bastard? That's what we also have to ask ourselves today. Can we just mention who owns millions of shares in this company? Monsanto? Yeah. Mr Gates? The aforementioned Bill Gates. Strange that, isn't it? Basically, any shares that go on sale, the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation seem to scoop them all up. Really strange. Well, they've got all that farmland, don't they? It makes sense. But it just shows... Yeah. I don't know if we should make messing around too much with GM crops and that. I think... No. All right, stuff crops fail, but crops have always failed. But if the GM crops are failing, then why risk it? We need to change the way we farm. We, we need do. vertical farming, underground farming. You've gone on about this for vertical farming. Yeah. We don't think it's practical. It is practical. The amount of water and energy you need to pump that water up a vertical no, farm. No, it's more efficient. We don't need pesticides. It's way better. Trust me. It's the future. And then it frees up the land then. Doesn't it? You're not having farming on that land, which is causing that... Well, yeah, because it's just going up instead of... Yeah, or underground, yeah. And that land can then be rewild, can't it? You're forgetting about the population, the housing that you need to build that's growing, so you, that's why you have to vertically farm as well. If it's practical, I'm not convinced by There's myself. only so many years left in the soil anyway, isn't there? Yes, I learned that on Clarkson's farm. Go on. It's only I like a hundred... Did you say 60 or 100 harvests for the, the top five feet of soil's got to be turned over in this country or something like that? Yeah. Because we just over-farmed it. Yeah. We need to turn it over. It might be more than five feet. It might be more than... It might be like ten. But it's all got to be turned over to get the nutrients back into the soil, basically. The stuff deeper down is better than the stuff we've got on top. Hmm. Yeah, because they have to leave it for so long as well at certain points. That's why they have crop rotation. Fallow field and all that. Because you can plant like different crops that put nitrogen back into the ground. Yeah, but these big corporations don't care, do they? They just want yeah. short-term profits. Yeah, and the Indians are killing themselves. But that's why they're testing there, isn't it? That's, that's the part of the... That's our excuse for it, is that what India's got a harsh, is a very difficult yeah, harsh climate, climate to grow. grow stuff in. Yeah. So if our GM crops work there, they'll work anywhere, but they're not working there, which is causing a massive problem. Yeah. But the guys have been told, oh yeah, these are going to work. Surely they should have been giving them the seeds, for, you know. Well, yeah. And no money guys in, that, in their farming. As you know. No money in that, no profit in that, is there? What they should have done is taken a few farms and gone, right, we'll test it here. Does it work? No. Okay. We'll end that. Well, they've got ulterior motives, haven't they? They want to snap all the the land. Well, this is... Force them off the land. This is the whole point, isn't it? This is where, on the outset, they're pretending to be, oh, we're just trying to be good. We're trying to help. Care for the environment. When, in reality, they are just fucking blood-sucking vampires that are going around and... Killing the turning, planet, killing people deliberately. Yeah, turning profit. all the all the fucking peasants to vampires as well. But because it's <laughs> turning the peasants into vampires. And the that sounds each, like Alex Jones. Each square <laughs> of farm. You just did you just did go full Alex there? Yeah. <laughs> each square of farmland is represented by the peasant, and the vampire is Monsanto. And that kind of big vampirist company. I prefer the fact that they were turning peasants into vampires, yeah. to be honest. Yeah. yeah. That sounded like a much better film. <laughs> Maybe that'll be part of my novel. 
<laughs> Vampires just appear. Let's, let's go back to drink your blood. Full circle. The proper reason that we're doing this is that because all of this is supposed to be because of climate change. Then unfortunately, the reason, the reason the Dutch farmers, a lot of them are testing, the Dutch farmers especially, is that they need to cut their CO2 emissions and that's how close 30% of them. Yeah. The that's, CO2, the nitrogen, and what was the other one? Ammonia. 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 So we've, gone, we've got the, all the conspiracy, then we're back to what the WWF is going to claim is myth and fact about climate okay. change. There's a myth one, the Earth's climate's always changed. It has, yes, that's probably true. But global temperatures are now the highest since records began. And in fact, 17 of the 18 warmest years on record have all taken place since 2001. You know how hard it is to find anti-climate um, change stuff on Google nowadays? Hard. Very hard. This is actually the best article I could find after looking today that um, actually had the myths and a, a refute to them. Right, okay. So it's a little bit of both in a way. Okay. But at the same time, it's very difficult to find climate change denial stuff through Google. So that's more censoring, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it is. Not saying that it's, it's true, but you know, if we're looking at freedom of speech, can you find stuff on other search engines? To be fair, I was using my phone, so I was using Safari. I could have used DuckDuckGo, which would probably bring me some stuff up, but a lot of it's been suppressed on mainstream search engines. Mm. Much faster warming corresponds in levels of carbon dioxide in the atmosphere, which have been increasing since the Industrial Revolution. So when people talk about climate change today, they mean man-made climate change and this is the warming of Earth's average temperature as a result of human activity. So just burning stuff and produce energy and transport and cutting down trees to reduce the food we eat. Less oxygen, less plants to absorb the CO2, Yeah. more CO2 in the atmosphere, well, traps the heat, planet warms up. We've known about this for donkey's years just on the lungs of the Earth, yeah? The Amazon rainforest. We've been chopping that down huge huge yeah. fucking numbers massive massive chunks of land filled with big big hundreds and hundreds of year old trees that were the lungs of the world gone yeah it's it's, it's a curiously self-destructive behavior because we really need that oxygen yeah Let monsanto own that or bill Gates. <laughs> but, 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 <laughs> you know so we're, we're killing ourselves because the, the less the worse the oxygen levels are well, it's not, and it's we all for vanity dying. as well. That's the worst thing about it. We're killing ourselves through vanity because the supply and demand for wood is in your furnitures and things like that, yeah? These big hardwood and these old big trees that are fucking 100 metres tall, the ones that give really good wood, they're the, they're the lungs, but we're using them to make a fucking a chair or a table. And out of that one big tree, you might get two, three tables out of it. And it's just like, it's our own vanity as well that's, that's doing it. Obviously, there's well, other think uses. Of, yeah, it's, it's think of the cattle, isn't it, there? There are a lot of other uses yeah. for it as well. And they are trying to create but you, land you're doing for some, cattle. Yeah. But yeah, you're, you're putting cattle on it, which is releasing methane yeah. into the atmosphere. Well, this is even and worse. That's, I mean, that's not being contracted, so we're losing, we're getting less oxygen, more methane. Yeah, and yeah. This, is, this is the thing where we... It, oh, it, it's shit. 
yep. or CO2. It is shit. But oh, what's the solution? Well, stop cutting down the rainforest. Yeah, yeah. Tell people we can't have a fucking chair anymore. Seventy percent out of wood. Seventy percent of emissions come from a hundred companies, mm. which are coal and gas and oil companies. Mm. We need to stop burning mm. fossil fuels. Yeah, yeah. But they own the governments of the world. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway, myth two: plants need carbon dioxide. Yes, they do. They, they certainly do. They remove and store away huge amounts of carbon dioxide in the atmosphere each year. But well, we touched on this already. There's only so much carbon dioxide they can absorb, and the amount of trees is getting is getting less, and the carbon dioxide is getting more. Yeah. Okay. This is it. I said we basically just covered that really, but yeah. we, we gave other examples of different gases. Myth three: global warming isn't real, as it's still cold. Mm-hmm. It is causing the Earth's average surface temperature to increase. And this is not only making heat waves, and heat waves and droughts more likely, but it's also causing changes to our natural climate systems. These changes are making extreme weather events more likely and more severe. For example, hurricanes and storms are becoming more intense, moving slower and taking longer to die down. Because of where we are, the UK and Ireland are likely to get more rain and wind as a result of climate change, while New York will see more snow. So, like, day after tomorrow then, I'm guessing. Uh-huh. And myth for climate change is a future problem. The world's leading climate scientists last year warned we only have 12 years to limit global warming to a maximum of 1.5 degrees C and avoid climate breakdown. This is the problem, you see. Well, <laughs> everything at the minute operates on an optimal kind of atmosphere, yeah? So if that atmosphere just changes, even if it is by one and a half degrees, there's so many elements of the world that are going to break down just through that. Well, all of a sudden, the crops you used to grow can't grow in that exactly. heat. You're not getting as much water. Exactly. England used well, to be used great to... for potatoes. Not anymore, because there's not enough water. And the hotter it gets, it speeds up because of other factors like the yeah. melting of the ice caps. Yeah. You know what I mean? Reflects the less. Reefs, the yeah. reefs in Australia yeah. bleaching because yeah. they're getting above the temperatures. Yeah. But if all the ice melts, it reflects less heat back from the sun. Yeah. So it traps even more. Like yeah. feedback cycles, which would then speed up loops. the melting as well. Yeah. Yeah, even 1.5 degrees can make a difference. Yeah. 12 years, we'll see. We'll see. I don't know. That's not always the thing I have to do with my issue with this is the time scale they always proposed. I mean, back in the 80s, we were told it was going to happen very soon. Back in the 90s, we were told we were facing a crisis. Now it's another crisis. It's always a crisis. A lot of countries are trying to reduce it. Not very successfully, but at least it's in their policies to try and reduce it. But obviously that, again, leads us more back to more nefarious means, like that's what the Dutch farmers are protesting. Mm. 30% of them are going to lose their jobs. Well, that's that's not sustainable. No. Mm. Are you going to feed them as well? Because, you, you know, you're just going to make less food, aren't you? And then myth five, that renewable energy is just a money-making scheme, and this is one that's always thrown about by the right-wing climate change deniers. This is the green revolution. It's just a money-making scheme. These solar panels are too expensive. Mm. Yeah. Which they are fucking expensive. And they're also not very well good for the environment to make. That's also an issue. But as technology progresses, you find new materials. And they're dangerous. Dangerous to dispose of too. Yeah, they are. They're very dangerous because they use DC. And obviously DC is very, very, very dangerous. Even small amounts of direct current. Yeah, it's fucking very dangerous. Kills people very, very often. People not knowing what they're touching. 
It's a commonly held belief that renewable energy is expensive, but this simply isn't true. Solar power and onshore wind are the cheapest ways of generating electricity. Well, we're fine in the UK because we've got to get all them storms. <laughs> Look at the wind, them fucking windmills will be swirling around and we have enough power for everybody. We might even float away. They cost loads. Like little, <laughs> little propellers, like, kind of, shit, it's moving the whole country. They cost quite a lot to uh, maintain them. Um, Still bombs. cheaper than nuclear, gas and fossil fuels. Yeah. Mm. Yep. I suppose, think about it, you've got your gas, your fossil fuels, you've got to dig them out the ground, you've got to get them up, you've got to export them. Wind, it's just... Yeah, refine them. You know, refine it. And then transport it for sale, whereas when we just we just stick a fucking wind turbine up, yeah, connected to the grid, let it do its thing. I'm very surprised most houses don't have wind turbines mm. attached you, to them. You would think so. That, and my dad weirdly was in for some reason clearly environmentally conscious. He's got, he's got 24 solar panels on his roof. He uses as less energy as he can, mainly so it's not expensive, obviously. Mm. But he was looking to get a wind turbine on the side of the house. So why not? We've been through this. They can build houses now that produce more energy than it uses. Yeah, if you stuck solar panels and a wind turbine on every house... The technology's there can be done. You yeah. can also put moss on the roof to, to conserve heat during the winter. But then we're not paying well. all this electricity and gas, are we? That's yeah. it. They won't, if we produce enough energy to heat our homes and everything, ourselves, then they're missing out on the profits. That's it. Mm-hmm. And they'd have to be paying us because we'd be putting yeah. it into the grid. Because while you're at work all day, your house is just running your basics, your fridge, your freezer, mm -hmm. well, maybe your washing machine if you've left it going, you started off while you're at work, whatever. Everything should be off at the wall anyway, shouldn't it? You don't leave stuff on standby. It consumes power. Yeah. So while you're at work for eight to ten hours a day, your house is just producing electricity, okay. pumping it into the grid. Not sure I'd like wind turbines on, on on the top of everybody's house. No, you'd stick them on the side of it. It wouldn't be that big. I don't even think there are wind turbines in these houses that I've seen. Yeah, I, just I could just see one I think flying it's all up solar, and hurting somebody. What they use nowadays are very small little things with a dynamo on the back and it's smaller blades but it rotates faster. You could have like half a dozen of them across your roof, couldn't you? Half a dozen like... Fan-sized wind turbines, all connected up to one, so, you know what I mean? You could do it and not be protruding out of the house by six foot. You just have six one-foot ones, you know what I mean? There's ways of doing it, they've done it, I'm trying to tell you they've done it, they've built yeah, houses yeah, yeah. now that produce more energy, they don't need yeah. fucking massive wind turbines everywhere. They can do it. Yeah. Why aren't the politicians putting that in policy? <laughs> All houses to be built with that. Why are we still backing dirty fossil fuels? Because the because UK spends an eye-watering 12 billion euros or 10.5 billion a year supporting fossil fuels. With subsidies. That's why. They've captured the government. Yeah. Yeah. It's now cheaper to use renewables than it is nuclear gas and fossil fuels. But we're still using them. Because... We give them subsidies yeah. and they give us a thing. They, they, they give them taxpayers' money as a subsidy and they get a kickback at the other end of it or something. They might be sitting on the board, taking a salary, taking a nice pension. They actually pay minus 53% tax, I think was the last one I saw. What? Yeah. We give them 53% of what they should be paying in tax back as subsidies. And they still hike the prices? Yep. Record profits. Because they hike the prices? That's it. That's what happens. You have a corrupt government. Why? Right. So it doesn't work for the people. Boils back down to a corrupt government. Of course.
And the tendrils of corporations who are the real evil in the world, yeah. they really would run the world. The corporations, if you want to know who the Illuminati nowadays, look, look no higher than the world's largest. The, the, se as the seven corporations who own pretty much 90% of everything. Yeah. We did an episode on it. Some little spidergram yeah. of one of them. Before. Apparently polar bear numbers are increasing. That's not the case though, no. they're dying out. Polar bear populations have been declined by 30% by the middle of this century. Oh, look at those little polar bears, aren't they cute? Oh. Yeah, sad. Renewable energy can only work when it's not cloudy or windy. Well, we know that's, that's rubbish. Um, solar panels pick up just light. You still be, as yeah. long as there's daylight, they yeah. work. Yeah. They're not as, as effective, but they still work. You can still power your... It's ultraviolet light that picking yeah. up in the day, so, yeah, cloudy, doesn't matter. Works yeah. better in the sunshine, but, yeah. Yeah, you either power your house up over the back into the grid, aren't you? Yeah. Animals will adapt to climate change. This one isn't a myth. Well, some will, because Darwin got the adaption part right, but let's be clear, some plants and animals will adapt, but not all. Uh, to survive, plants, animals and birds confronted with climate change have two options, move or adapt. I know the plants are going to move unless they're like triffids. <laughs> Maybe or that's, bananas. Or the, Maybe yeah. that's how they'll evolve. <laughs> they'll evolve well, I suppose feet. that we would take the seeds of said plants to wherever on earth is still Livable. at that temperature. Yeah, yeah. So we might be growing bananas in Yorkshire in 12 years because they temp the climate. Well, they'll walk to Sheffield. Hmm? They walk, don't they, banana trees? Do they? Yeah. Well, they're triffids. Yeah. No. Honestly, we had it as a fucked up fat ones. Wow, oh. okay. They walk. The they move. I knew there was a reason not just bananas. <laughs> I knew it. I knew it's what not a one. great deal. It's like a few metres a year or something, but they do move. Still. Yeah. Well, given the speed of climate change, it's becoming impossible for many species to adapt quickly enough to keep up with their changing environment. And as habitats are destroyed by roads, cities and dams, Moving becomes increasingly difficult, and for those who can't move or adapt, the future doesn't look so positive. What about getting rid of humans? It will fix it, won't it? Less people? Bit Less drastic, though, isn't it? It is a bit drastic. <laughs> Mass suicide. Uh, he's, yeah, obviously, the WWE is a WWF. Why don't we just try wrestling circle then I was looking at WWF and thinking about pandas hitting each other with steel chairs <laughs> and then I said WWE by mistake <laughs> we could kill humans to fix this but wouldn't it be wiser just to get rid of the corrupt governments yeah nah kill, kill 10% of the population instead 90% 90 or I'm done for that that's what the George Guidestones wanted obviously the WWF is a, he's firmly believes that's wrong Although it's easy to start feeling we've gone too far already and the planet won't be able to support the world's growing population. It's the WWF's mission to build a world where people and nature thrive together. And the technology and systems we need to move to 100% renewable by 2045 and use our planet's resources sustainably are already available. What's now needed is, is for political and business leaders to take bold and urgent uh, actions towards using these solutions to address the climate <laughs> crisis and restore nature. That ain't gonna happen. So that's gonna happen, is it? No. Not, not if Greta Thunberg got anything to do with it. But she might try. Uh, well, we're going, well she, she might go and ask them how dare they again. They might listen to her. Stroppy little, stroppy little teenager. Apparently, another myth is that China is the only country responsible for climate change. They do, they do a lot, though, don't they? They do. They, they do, do make, a lot. 
they make everything. everything don't they? One of the largest emitters of greenhouse gases, apparently one of the largest investors in renewables. Mm. The increase in investment has been in response to the rapid growth of green businesses and the need to clean up air pollution in its major cities. And yeah, I've seen footage of China in the morning where you can't see the sunrise, so they actually display that on a massive video screen mm. on the street. They're all walking around with masks and stuff, mm. and yeah. long before COVID. During the pandemic, when everything shut down, this isn't China, but it's India. It's very similar. There was a town. This is very similar. Yeah, in India. I think he's talking about the population ah. density and all sorts. No, it's it's well, it's next door, isn't it? India's next door to China. The chairs a little bit of a border. Yeah. Yeah. There's this town near the Himalayas, and for like 50 years, the view had been obscured by haze. All of a sudden, because of the the lockdown, they could see the Himalayas again. Wow. Mm. Fucking mental. It's fucking, fucking mental. mental. Wow. So is this why Granny moved into this house? And they have similar air pollution problems to China, Indy does. Mm-hmm. Well, it's, they're trying to catch up, aren't they? They're all playing catch mm. up. So they're using dirtier tech, dirtier older technology to boost, to get them up there, well, on, to keep up with the West. They say it's a conspiracy, all the climate change. Well, what if it is? We're cleaning up the air, we're cleaning not up a bad thing, is it? the oceans, we're cleaning up the planet, stop cutting down the trees. It's not a bad thing. It's only got positive outcomes, <laughs> hasn't it? Exactly. Yeah. You know, we're not all breathing in pollutants. And I'd rather all... take that risk, you know, just in case it is true, then let's do this, rather than say it's all bollocks and then... 50 years down the line, oh, fuck, we are fucked now. So what, the farmers has got to suck it up? No, the way they're doing it is wrong, isn't it? Yeah. They've got to include people and small farmers and to get the solution. Yeah. Things like industry going on to a four-day week. Yep. Massively, massively cut emissions. Yeah. Actually, production levels stay the same or go up. Basically, we've got a system of growth on this planet. Everything's measured in growth. The GDP. Yeah. You can't have growth. infinite growth on a finite planet. Yeah. yeah. You gotta run out of resources. Yeah. The whole system is geared up for failure. Mm. And nobody wants to, you know, it's like a white elephant in the room. Capitalism is the problem. Mm. But because we're capitalist countries, nobody wants to talk about it. Mm. It's like Marx. You don't teach Marx in schools. No. Well, no, because he's the opposite of the system we've got. So you can't have people. But, you want to keep the system you've got in place, don't you? The best thing to learn about a system is it is understand its weaknesses. Yeah. And the best criticism of capitalism is Marx. You have the best beard. If you go and buy something on the internet, you don't just look at the positive reviews, do you? Yeah, you look at the negative yeah. as well. You look at the overall and say, well, you know, I want to pick the best product. It's going to do the, the best amount of money and whatever. Well, nobody criticises the system we're in. Nobody understands the problems that are inherent in the system mm-hmm. and the contradictions because we're not taught it uh, we've all been brought up within it it's normal yeah. it's the way of life uh, we all just automatically accept it anyway because they know if people knew the inherent problems with capitalism they'd be upright yeah they wouldn't accept it because mm. all the it's money it. goes to the top always gets monopolised well, I think just everybody's scared. The top are scared of losing all their money. Yep. The bottom are scared of making losing what up, they've got. Losing what they got or making an uprising. But we're losing what we've got now. Yeah. We can see it. The world's crumbling apart. Mm. We've lost our rights. We're losing. Yeah. We're, we're worse off 
and right now in this country than we have been for a while. The cost of living is massively shut up. And all the institutions and it's just been to failing. Yeah. Everything is crumbling. The institutions are failing because they're all badly run, corrupt organisations yeah. now. And the politician's job is just to manage that decline. Mm. That we so don't uprise. It's the fall of Rome with Wi-Fi, baby. Yep. <laughs> if you look at the parallels in the same... They are? Yeah, we're in the decadence, the last bit now. The decadence for the rich, not the poor. And then and celebrity chefs becoming yeah. really popular. Is also one of the signs of population, um, weirdly. Towards the end, celebrity yeah. chefs become really popular. And they pay their sports stars incredible amounts of money. Yeah. That happened in Rome as well. The richest yeah. sportsman yeah. to have ever lived before Tiger Woods was a Chad Roman charioteer. If you look at the parallels, you can see it. There's like 10 stages or something. Like first of all, you got like conquests and things, and seven stages of the fall of the empire. Seven. seven. We did it as an episode. Yep. It is on there somewhere. Civilization collapse. Yeah. And then you get so high, and then it all just crumbles. Yeah. You just get too big for your you riches. The rot gets in. Yeah, and the, and then the rot starts from inside. You get, get corrupt governments. Yeah, you get too greedy for your own good, and everything falls apart. Yeah. Hmm. What happens to us? Well, we're in the bread and circuses part at the moment. This subject really isn't ending on a high note. No, no. it's not. Not there's well, no happy ending. The civil unless we really change our ways. Okay. <laughs> yeah. But with something dying, there's always the birth of something new. So that's yeah. Home. I mean, obviously, when Rome fell, you used to have the Dark Ages of five hundred years, <laughs> and then the medieval era, then the Renaissance, and then we started, you know, getting up there again, Industrial Revolution, and we probably had time to recover. Once America goes, we're like domino effect. From the West, so China will be the winners. I don't know if China will be the winners. I don't trust the Chinese at all. I don't think the stuff they make is any good. I mean, it's not, but I don't even think the stuff they spend a lot of money on, I don't think it's very good. I think they're just playing catch up and, just, and making shit look better than it is. Well, they're just making everything because they've got a lot of people to make as well, haven't they? A lot of technology. Yeah, but their technology is all stolen or copied. I think Pete's looking suicidal. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you ever see the, the Grand Tour episode you know where they all, went, they, all yeah. went to, they all went to China to try and like, look at the cars? Yeah. And all their cars, like rip-offs of the Mini or the Land Rover, yeah, they yeah. bought one, took it over there, unassembled it, reassembled it, made a few little changes and pushed it out and declaring that as their own, but it's probably a bit shitter than the original still because it's built using shitty labour. That's the future, man. That is the future. I don't want it. I don't. I don't. I, don't, I think the Chinese aren't as good as everyone. I, I think they're not fucking up. Look forward to your they're re-education people. camps, people. <laughs> you know, Mike. Mike. Even the tomb of Chairman Mao has a fucking McDonald's opposite it. Genuinely, mm-hmm. it's right opposite the two. The fucking father of communism of that country's yeah. got the. the they've got the father of capitalism sat the other side. The mixed mean. economy has been for decades. I just love the fact that there's a McDonald's opposite yeah. to and Sherman now. I think it's hilarious. So yeah, Pete's, we've depressed Pete. Yeah. yeah. Thoroughly. The future's not bright, the future's not orange. It the future's my- scorching red! <laughs> it was my 40th birthday yesterday oh, and, I was, feeling, birthday, and I was feeling quite positive. <laughs> and now tonight, today I've just realised that... You might be one of them statistics. Life begins at 40. Oh shit. We've only got 12 more years left, mate. <laughs> Climate change is to be believed. <laughs> Believe me, things are going to get worse. I think it's bad now. 
I'm alright. <laughs> we might look at these as the good times. Yeah. <laughs> You'd be fucking. You wanted to eat part of Claire's Gabby rat? You'd be that desperate. I'll be cooking it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a bombshell. I'm not bombshell. We're gonna make watch. We're gonna uh, get Pete to watch Threads after yes. this. <laughs> not really. I haven't got two hours spare. But another two hours spare. I think we're definitely gonna watch something comical. Hundred <laughs> percent. We're gonna have to watch something comical after this. All right, well, thanks for listening. I've been Ben. Don't drink the flavoured. Don't join the cult. Follow us on Facebook. at Curse of the Bull in the Post of the Apocalypse. SoundCloud and other podcasting platforms at Curse of the Bull in the PTA. And YouTube Apocalypse Ball. I've been Mike, thanks for listening. Peace out, Mother Force be with you. I've been Claire, keep an open mind, but not so open that it spills out your ears. And I've been Pete. I normally try and say something positive, <laughs> but I don't have it in me tonight. We Bye. broke him. Goodbye. Just like we did to Claire on the Christmas episode. <laughs> 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 <laughs>